uh, I was going to say, and I think we talked about it last time, uh, when I go to Wisconsin, do you want to do a, that way we can have like guests, we can have John and Kelly on the show and or we can try that. Yeah, like I don't know. At least we could the the thing we could do is cast Hobo's Last Feast. I know Ray Liotta in my original cast, Ray Liotta is in it, but I mean, he can. E- I thought about this. We can easily replace him with like Michael Madsen or um, oh god, who is the other guy? It's Tom Sizemore. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know, it could always just be a dream cast. You know, like who would you have wanted before they died? Because you know, if we make. It, haggard the movie then or grizzled i mean grizzled yeah uh, grizzled we we still gotta have you know most of our guys in that are dead now yeah, like how many i mean clint eastwood's still alive uh, uh harrison ford's still alive sam elliott who died um what's what's his name uh isn't he dead which one millennium no, he's still alive. Lance Hendrickson, he's still alive. But not him. Millennium. Chris Christopherson, he's he's definitely alive. He's alive? Okay. Yeah, he's the only highwayman. Oh, well, no, him and Willie Nelson are the only highwaymen alive. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're not. Now you've probably nope. damned him. <laughs> they're not getting any younger. Yeah. You've, you've doomed Chris Christopherson now. I hope you're happy. Well, not till you and your mom talk about him. Yeah. Everyone in my mom talks about Chris Christopherson. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, let me let me wet my whistle here. Ich habe sehr große Wasser trinken. The dunk. Ich denke mich fassen. Well, anyhow. Welcome back to another episode of The Normal Show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremiah. And I am the Felto. <laughs> That's not who you are. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Caleb. Okay. <laughs> That's more like it. I'll get signed it. But yeah, um, this is my second week of... Uh, my sort of paid leave vacation, whatever you want to call it, while they do the remodel and your uh, sabbatical. Yeah, um, and I've been trying. I am I am sore as a dog right now because I've been trying to make it to like for the majority of the week. I go to the gym and 
Oh boy, I went today and oh, I went in yesterday. Actually, crap, I've actually gone every day since Tuesday. So, and I plan to go tomorrow. Oh man. Uh, and uh, yeah, it is, you know, I remember when we were younger and recovery was so much easier. And I mean, granted, I am doing quite a bit. I mean, I'm at least spending hour to an hour and a half there. Uh, as opposed to, you know, my normal workout, it's like, okay, I'll do two or three things and I'm out of here, <laughs> but you know, trying to make the most of it, but geez, Louise, dude, uh, hopefully by the end of the, by, you know, the 17th, all, all this, all this work will look like it has paid off. <laughs> yeah. You'll look like Mr. World. Mm-hmm. Charles, Charles Atlas mm-hmm. or whatever it was on the comics. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tired of having you know bullies kick sand in my face. <laughs> oh. Are you a ninety pound weakling? <laughs> uh, I, and I, I never was sure like what it was they were selling. Yeah, was it was it supposed to be like, <laughs> like weights or was it or, some sort of like dietary stuff? Or was it or... like a suit where that just like a suit of muscles? Yeah. <laughs> Charles Atlas, or maybe it was a list of workout routines. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like I, don't, I, I can't remember. Mm. I'd have to go look in some old comics to see what yeah. they were actually selling. Yeah, well, I know, like, oh god, what was it? They always talked about how, uh, was it not Jerry Siegel, but uh, Joe Shoot, was it, or was it, yes, the one oh. that was the who drew the comic? Um, I don't know, whichever one drew the comic, I think it was. Jerry I think it was Schuster. Jerry Siegel Schultz. wrote it, and then yeah, Joe Schuster. Yeah, that one. But anyhow, Joe Schuster was a—he was like a—he tried to be a big bodybuilder, but it just—he didn't. I think one, he didn't really know what to do with it. He never, you know, those of, he tried, but it just never worked. He could never see results. It's probably because mm-hmm. he didn't. He probably bought all these weights and stuff, but he. And yeah, he well, eats well, and, and it's hilarious too because you know, <laughs> like bodybuilders back then were like they still looked flabby. Yeah, like well, and, and like like I I used to see you know there was that uh, that short with Goofy bodybuilding. Yeah, um, and then like that's the first thing I saw about you know bodybuilding and weightlifting when I was a kid, yeah. and then I saw either commercials or movies or TV, whatever of, of old, you know, people in the forties and fifties working out. And it was like, because they were like, they're just just kind of like hopping around and lifting their legs. Like it, yeah, they weren't huge, like bodybuilders now, like actually lifting weights. They would just do jumping jacks and they were like, like calisthenics. And well, and they were, (laughs) they were more like, they were even more like circus strongmen where like, they really weren't going for like, for a symmetry, yeah, yeah, for, it was just or for tone. It was just like, oh, I gotta be big. I've gotta yeah. bulk up. I'm just know? a big, tall guy. Yeah, like on uh, Doom Patrol, that guy. Um, oh, Flex, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Flex Mentallo. Yeah, like he did. They, he which apparently that is an actual character <laughs> in DC. Like they talk about how because that's his power is like he flexes and it causes like portals or whatever it is. <laughs> or, or whatever it is that he does, I forget. It's been mm-hmm. a minute. It just warps reality with yeah. flexing. Um, 
Oh, he and he was one of those. He was one of those Silver Age characters that were just bizarre, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> where you'd have Superman marrying an ape or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, but no. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, you know, just living, living, living. Yeah, she's just a woman. She's just a woman. Yep. <laughs> Alimony, um, alimony, paying your bills. Yeah. Living, loving. She's just a woman. Uh, <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah. Uh, so I did get a bit of good news. I know, like last last time, was kind of still bummed out. You know, I mean, not that mm-hmm. I, not that I'm not still bummed out about what we talked about, but did get a bit of good news uh, within the last week. Um, I apparently am going to be tabling at C2E2. So. <laughs> you, you delivered that like the, the room. I have breast cancer. I definitely have breast cancer. My, the results are in. <laughs> I'm definitely tabling at C2E2. C2E2. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, so it's funny. And I think we kind of talked about this off the show. <laughs> like Usually there are three of us that table together. It's uh, Angelo, who is my partner on Ashes, mm-hmm. uh, who does the, who's the, does the artwork. And then our mutual friend who comes to drink and draw, uh, Paul. And uh, he, the funny thing is, every time we've ever gotten got into C two E two, one of us has gotten a table. The other ones, the other two. <laughs> so first year, Angelo got it, brought us with him. The second year, uh, I got it, and I brought them with me. And this year, it seems that now it's Paul's turn because he was nice enough to bring us with him. <laughs> so. Well, it um, seems you've run out of candidates. Yeah, I know. Well, unless it starts back at zero, so unless or it starts back at Angelo, I should say, not zero. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. But no, I, it was like a point where I'm like, really, they're not going to ask me? <laughs> Just kept <laughs> looking at my email, waiting to see. Come on, guys, what, what, what's, what's the deal? But whatever, <laughs> screw it. I already, I already, I already paid my money to get in. So. <laughs> Uh, fudge him, I say, but no, uh, yes, we will. We haven't got table assignments yet, but uh, depending on how I don't even know when you put these out, uh, because yeah, it's not until uh, the end. Well, usually I try to do it like you know, the following week or the following week, but lately, now that we're on our new monthly schedule, apparently, I uh, I haven't been well. To be fair, this is this has just been slightly more than a week since we've talked, so. You know, yeah, but I mean, I'm so busy now; it's hard to edit. Yeah, and uh, well, not you're, busy, with your, but... the, the job you love so much. Yes, uh, <laughs> every job I've ever had, I love so much. But... <laughs> What's the joke in uh, what was it, Prince of Space, Mister Science Theater? We like boot blacking very much. <laughs> uh... <laughs> is that because their boots were black? Well, no, that's what they called the boot blacking, which was like basically like they were shoe shiners. But oh, because well, it's yeah, Japanese, I mean. they called them boot blacks. Right. <laughs> and they like, we like it very much. <laughs> don't you remember that? Well, I don't remember it exactly. You do it's remember Kang, since I've seen though. that one. Yes, <laughs> Kang. <laughs> we showed them, didn't we, Nelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we sure, sure did. did. Kang. <laughs> but um but no uh oh, what were we talking about before we <laughs> was c2e2 so yeah so 
uh, so yeah, be doing uh, you know um, as soon as uh, as soon as I find out table uh, you know table arrangement and or a table assignment, I will let everybody know. Um, you know, it's a lot of times they it takes them like a like probably maybe a week before, like, especially if you're on the wait list. Like they, I think they do it maybe like a month before. So it should be the, the it should be coming out here pretty soon. Um, and it's available on, and whenever they do have it up and running, it will be available on the C2E2 website. Um, you know, we are going to be doing, if you, if you are, if you do happen to be there, as far as deals that Angela and I will be doing on the book, uh, we're going to have two, uh, limited prints, uh, which are only a hundred per, uh, uh, per run, uh, of a variant of issue one and one of issue two. Those will both be, since they're only a hundred of each of them. Those will be uh, $10 a piece. Um, then we're doing uh, our regular uh, print runs of issue one and issue two for $7 individually. Or you can buy one and two uh, for, uh, I believe it was uh, $10. So it's a $3 uh, or, or, excuse me, a, uh, oh, sorry, math, uh, a four, yeah, $4 uh, value there that you get. Um, and then, uh, then if you want, you can also mix and match if you wanted to get one of the, um, the, uh, you know, uh, limited, uh, limited variants we have and the, the original one we have, uh, you could do that for 15 or you could get the, I mean, unfortunately can't really offer that much of a discount. If you wanted to get the two, uh, limited, I'd still have to charge you 20 bucks just because as I said, there are only, and will only ever be a hundred copies of each of those so uh so yeah uh come by come yeah. by our table you sound and... like a cheap whore <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i do more than sound like it caleb <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah Venus, so my dear does it work <laughs> whore famous horseman <laughs> whore like your mother <laughs> semen it's right there <laughs> um <laughs> But no, looking forward to it. This is the first. This is actually the first time I've gone to. Or well, I guess the. I guess the very first one we went to was roughly around this time of year. But it was also just before COVID hit, so I think they saw it kind of coming. That's why they had it in mm-hmm. last week of February. Oh, uh, but this is the first time that it's been put on proper, like uh, you know, because it always happens late March, early April um you know in the past and now it's it's back to its regular time and this is the first time we're going to be tabling then so i'm excited to see if different people show up or if more people because you know it's uh it's it's been a weird it's been a weird ride with c2 because last they're they're one of the only uh cons i know that that did not have to shut down through COVID just because they just switched the time of the year that they were doing it because even in um uh 2021 they had it in uh, they had it after the lockdown in december um Mm -hmm. and they you know i guess in 20 in 2020 which is the one that we tabled at they did it just before like literally a week afterward it's like or like a week or two afterward it's like okay shut down and then where we had where we had uh you know mccormick place where c2e2 was had become a sort of like uh emergency hospital place where they were where they were keeping all like quarantined people and everything was stacking all the bodies yeah pretty much well it was like that morbid thought too of uh you know when he went back into c2 like the next year we went back there like 
wonder how many people died in this area. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, come and come and check us out. Like I said, I'll keep everyone informed. Yeah, Carrie was trying to get me tickets and and saying you should go, and I was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I figured. Sad classic <laughs> you. Um, yeah. But uh, so but that's yeah. just what he'll expect me to do. Yeah. Uh, I no, I expect thinking. you not to do it. So yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, um, I guess before we talk about last of us since it's since it's fresh in our minds um shall we talk about the machine okay all right uh because so this was something that you knew more about than i did especially with the stand-up deck because Mm -hmm. i had just i was just going through social media and i saw the trailer for this um because apparently mark hamill's in this movie and you know i'm a i'm a mark hamill I'm i'm a mark hamill fan and i follow him on social and I saw it and I was like, "This actually looks kind of good." But oh, since you know one. more about the, you know more about the stand-up act, uh, uh, describe describe it. I literally just saw it. Like, okay. Well, you're talking about Bert Kreischer. You yeah. know, a lot of people. This story is kind of really what made his career take off. Yeah. Um, you know, before it, it's funny when you look at comedians and like, you know who they are but then something happens and they, and their career just takes off. And then yeah. suddenly they're like that comedian. Yeah. Like Zach Galifianakis was kind of like that. Too. Right. Yeah. He was like, you know, people knew who he was, but then, then hangover hits. He and got he's... big and yeah. yeah. Everybody, oh, I love Zach Galifianakis. Like you yeah. didn't even know who he was. I knew him. I knew him before. I'm a comedy hipster. Yeah. But um, anyway, Burt Kreischer, he was, uh, you know, a co- comedian. And he was on that level, you know, where like he's known, people know who he is, but he's not a star. He's a know, working a, comedian, basically. Right. And and so this this is kind of what elevated him yeah. into a different tier in comedy. Uh, so he had this story <laughs> um, when he was like 22 or 23. He was, you know, at Florida State and. Uh, he says he, whenever he's telling the story, he goes, I was not a good student. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to take Spanish and I ended up, uh, thinking Russian, the well, Russian class was Spanish. I love how he talks about it. I was in three classes where, where I realized it was Russian. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I took three classes before I realized it was Russian, not Spanish. Ugh. Um, but anyway, so he intended to take Spanish. He ended up in the Russian class well, and he took one, two, lady. three, and four. Yeah. Because the lady basically, the, it was a grad student running it, and she was like, "I need you. I, if you get out of my, if you, or she's going for like her doctorate or something, and she's like, <laughs> if you get out of this class, then I'm screwed. Like, it's like I need you're the 14th person. I need 14. You're number 14. I will just give you a. I will literally just give you a C if you stay <laughs> in this class. I don't care. Yeah, I will pass you. You know. But it, yeah. So the the story the the point of it is so he stays in this class and he goes through one two three and four, um, and he's he's like four years of of, of Russian and all I learned how to say was I am the machine. <laughs> um, but but so they they take this like trip of um as a class to Russia. And, and, 95, a... and it was in 95. So it's like, and you have to put things in perspective because this is right around the time that communism had fallen and the mafia was starting to take. Well, right. I mean, the wall had fallen in like 90. 
yeah. and and so five years later, not that not that long, but yeah. Um, so he's on this train, and they're like, you know, don't those are monsters. Just stay away. You know, we, this is our guide. Stick with us. And, blah, and the, blah, well, the guy, the, they essentially paid off. They paid off the mafia, and the guides were actually like part of the mafia, and like they were trying, they were there to kind of keep them safe. But they're yeah. like. Don't don't really talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like they're they're yeah. But um <laughs> so he ends up going to this guy's door and uh he and his... well, I love I love how he says he's like as soon as they told him that he's like, I'm gonna be these guys' best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna stay away from them. I'm gonna go talk to these guys. I'm gonna be their best friends. So he goes and he's trying to, you know, think of something to say uh, to sound tough and and you know like I'm a badass and the guy opens the door and he's like, I don't know what I was thinking. Everything just left me. And all I said was, I am the machine in Russian. <laughs> and the like, oh, get in here. Yeah. The officer, he, he laughs and cracks up. And then, you know, he just goes around telling, Hey, it's the machine. And, and the, he doesn't do anything, but his fame grows and grows because it's so hilarious and yeah, uh, so like, all, like it's sort of like becomes and, and this like, rumor in the mob and like the Russian mafia yeah. This cop, this... The, this cop comes in and he's like, oh, he's like, oh crap, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? This cop, it, it's a Russian cop. I don't know what to do. And he comes up and he goes, I hear you are the machine. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's, I, and it, I love the thing too. He goes, I'm 22 years old. And I even think to myself, <laughs> maybe this whole machine thing is getting out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, but the it, it just like keeps like growing, yeah. and growing and growing and he's he's just having a fun time. And, the, and, and they the end premise. up. So the culmination of this is they're on this train, and <laughs> they end up robbing everybody on the train, including himself. Yeah, like uh, he, he, he started with his class. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, they robbed his class yeah. and his bag too. He's like, we robbed myself. My dad had given me this like re- very special pocket knife, and and one of the guys took it. And he's like, hey, "Hey man, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't take that." And he's like, "No, I'm taking it." And he's like, "So we ended up robbing myself too." <laughs> um, but over the course of like a couple of hours, they robbed the entire nine car train, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I rubbed I rubbed the train with the Russian mob," and you know the way Bert Kreischer tells stories, he yeah every stand-up he he always uh he takes his shirt off for some reason yeah. it's hilarious i'm a big tall fat guy you know he looked and, like uh, bear <laughs> yeah and uh and he he laughs through the well not during the stand-up but when he's telling the story in real life on like talk shows yeah. and stuff he he can hardly get through it he's just laughing so much yeah but anyway it's a hilarious story and it catapulted his career yeah and, and now, now they seven made years it into later. a movie. Yeah, seven <laughs> years later, they made it into a movie. Well, and, and the premise is like he's playing; he's essentially playing like a fictionalized version of himself. Well, right. They they kind of recap the story. Yeah, and and, and kind of show um, back when he was younger. Yeah, and, and it's, then, I forget the actor who plays him, but he's like one of those young actors that's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, um, he, I forget I forget what he was. He plays yeah. a dumb guy all the time. Yeah, and he's in like Stuber and uh Super the second excuse me, second Super Troopers movie, but I think he's like a Canadian actor. Yeah. But he's but, in a bunch uh, of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so then fast forward and it's current Bert Kreischer 
and some ladies like years ago, you took a very special pocket watch my father gave me. You get yeah. it back and blah 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 blah. Well, and 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 it has like I said, Mark Hamill plays his father, who, <laughs> who who's like clearly like kind of a dick to him because like he's like, oh, there's a made up. You're telling some made up story, <laughs> like saying yeah. oh, it never happened, and like just you know, you need to get over yourself <laughs> type thing. <laughs> and then of course, in the midst of that that's when the lady shows up and basically the the premise is that one of the one of the people they robbed on the train was someone they should not have robbed and they're making him like he's being forced to like go back to russia and steal it back yeah and and mark hamill's drug with him and <laughs> and uh there's a, a there's a scene though i love in the trailer where like he goes dad words mark you know mark hamill's his dad he's like dad you're talking really fast like you're on speed or something he's like oh because i am on speed you're like more drugs you see him <laughs> do a line of whatever yeah um but no it looks like i think it's in it's it was in pre-production i don't know if they actually have a release date for it but i don't know like i saw it i was kind of like this looks kind of funny yeah <laughs> like, and so, so I made you watch the video so you'd have the backstory. Yes, exactly. Of so. him telling the story. Yeah, but no, so, like, uh, but no, it looks looks like it's pretty funny. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I support Mark Hamill. I mean, that there's a guy that there's a guy who I think has paid his dues and is finally finally becoming the star he should have been forty years ago. <laughs> um, he's a cult actor, a cult. Yeah. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, He's the icon the Joker. Yeah, like an icon. <laughs> like he's one of those guys that oh, it's cool to like Mark Hamill because yeah. you know it's Mark Hamill. I liked him before it was cool. Yeah, because <laughs> see how we went back full circle there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Mark Hamill hipster. Yeah, um, but no. So that so that movie's coming out uh, soon. Hopefully, because mm-hmm. it was in pre- according to IMDb pre-productions or excuse me post-production. Yeah. Um. But uh, I guess uh, I have not, not watched Ant Man yet. I'm hoping to maybe Monday. Um, I so saw we... it, uh, and I mean, I'll just kind of give my I guess I guess I'll give my my two cents on it. Um, I enjoyed it. I think, and I, and you and I kind of talked about this. I think the 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 problem right now is that there is sort of a sophomore slump right now with these. Um, because well, see, I don't I don't view it that way. All these I see all these dumb article well things posted from these clickbait sites that are like the ratings were horrible critics loved it well, actually they said they, it, it was the exact it. opposite no it i know i hated it and then saying you know. all the dumb things yeah the same site always says the ratings were horrible the ratings were great critics loved it critics hated it they always yeah. post um like oxymoronic articles yeah about everything well it's because they're clickbait you know I mean? well i know and that i know that's what i'm saying um but anyway so you know some people are saying the cgi wasn't as good as it could have been because they were focusing on some other project marvel has right well, now. and the, i think that came from the trailer like in the actual movie the cgi looks fine like it was yeah. just, like in the trailer yeah like there it was a little rough in the trailers and stuff but once that once it what? actually got to the when, it, when they when they made the movie, huh? That tends to happen a lot. Yeah, so exactly. It's not like it's that, like it's not, they too. haven't finished the rendering; they're just trying to get a trailer out, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I mean, I enjoyed it well enough. I thought it was it was well, fun. My point, though, yeah, 
you know, you're saying that a soft, uh, um, well, a slump. Here, here's but, but, the thing, though. Like, what, what I was, what I meant when I said that was, it's just that it's hard to make. Like, this is literally like the fifth appearance you're having of Ant Man. I mean, it's the third movie, but it's like the fifth appearance you're you're having of him. Well, right. So but, it's it's. So I mean, Marvel's to be doing. Honest, they're not banging everything out of the park. Yeah, and and like I said, I'm not, and I'm not they're, knocking this by any foul oh, the imagination. But what I'm saying is, in general they're they're setting things up you know every movie is not just a movie in itself it's also a continuation of a larger story oh and i so, get that i get that it's just that i know I, you I get that the, what's I'm, that people in general yeah. I, I know you get that yeah thing in general the argument that where people are like marvel's so done they it's all stunk since since endgame i'm like no i don't know what you're expecting but it's like yeah these stories, like maybe they're not as good as this one, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. Be. It, what it's, is it? It's it's more just like it's fun. It's 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 fun. Like it's not like it's, it right. doesn't it's, have to be like oh to, god yeah like you have um to what it was like yeah. The, and these are probably kids that have always had the Marvel movies. Yeah, I and mean, bear in mind this is happening. They're they're almost twenty years old. Grew up. Uh, yeah. We grew up in a time where there were no Marvel movies. Yeah. Like and, we, were, we were happy to get we were happy to get yeah. Batman in '89, and it was the like that thing blew our minds. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, and so any all these movies, the fact that we're having any Marvel movies and that they're huge stars and big mega blockbusters is amazing to us. Yeah. it's like uh, just give me more. I don't care. Give it all. Yeah. To- um, um, but I will say this: it's like I, I still don't really have the like, like. My main thing though is like I said, like. I don't really have the excitement I used to have. Like when I would see these, like there's not like that oh moment. And I think a big part of that is that um, I'm waiting. I think it's going to happen again, but it's going to happen whenever we get the X-Men. When we get Fantastic Four, when we get, uh, when we get Blade, when we get all these people, when we get these people that we've been promised. (laughs) Yeah. When we get Pace Pot Pete and the the ecstatics. Yeah, bloop. Um, yeah, but uh, but no, I mean honestly, I think because I think that we are in kind of a slump because it's just like, all right, we've seen a lot of these people. It's like I want to see something new, you know. And, uh, and and to be honest, it's like it's. And I heard some people kind of talk shit. Like I don't know. I was listening to a podcast where uh, uh, you know, uh, where a guy who has a, a it was on word it was on word balloon. I forget the guy's name, but he does kind of like a state of comics with him. Or with John Sundress and I, but I, I kind of was on, I was on agreement with him when he was talking about where comics are. But then when he talked about the movies and talking about how like, oh, Disney, Disney doesn't really know what to do with the shows. I'm like, I think Disney knows exactly what to do with those shows. Like, I to be know. honest, like, I think that's, I think the, because of the shows, I think that's the reason why I don't get as excited for the movies because it's like, hey, I'm getting a 10 hour show versus a two and a half hour movie, so I'm getting more story, you know, right. So it's just like I don't know. Like, it, like I think, like I said, it's. I think with anything, it's like it, it, where even when you read comics, there's that thing where there's kind of that slump, you know. And then there's the there's going to be the thing that picks it back up, you know. And I think, and I think that's what the the Fantastic Four and the X Men and bringing bringing in. Doc, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Jonathan Majors King is interesting, and he's. I realize he's going to be the next big bad. Um, and uh but yeah uh it's like like yeah i mean you know like as soon as i I think as soon as like they start bringing in 
proper adaptations of, as I said, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. And I'm trying to think what else they had. Do you remember anything else they had on the slate? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's yeah. like, well, I mean, they're going to, are they reported. planning on doing more horror stuff? Um, I don't know specifically anything right now, but I think they will probably continue to do the Marvel special presentations. Yeah. Like they had the horror one with werewolf by nine. By night. Yeah. Cause I mean, I would really like for them cause it even sounds Pretty like, Let's see. DC. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do like a Valentine's Day one, you know? Yeah. Like, little... Who would you get? Who would you get for Valentine's Day? The Enchantress, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody who's in love. Maybe, maybe when uh, Fantastic Four comes out, they'll do one with Sue and Reed, or yeah. you know, Thing and Alicia, or yeah. Oh yeah, I forget. Yeah. But... Um... Which you know, every time they show them kiss in the comics, I'm like, but how would that even? work i mean because she's blind and can't see his lips <laughs> yeah but she could like it, it'd be like kissing a stone you know like well she, at, she's at, blind what, caleb she doesn't know what lips are supposed to look like what would be the sensation there though is what i'm like what would be the attraction he just lies to her because he knows she's blind and never kissed anybody before yeah oh yeah that's what's supposed to be like baby yeah He's not really the thing. He just holds up a brick. <laughs> so whenever he doesn't feel like kissing he holds oh, up, yeah, here you go. Holds up Hook two her up, baby. It's like, oh, Ben. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I love how you're talking about, like, oh, when they kiss. I'm thinking about something else. This has got to be really painful. <laughs> Talk about raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's porous. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! Well, you know, well, they... you remember those? Remember <laughs> those jade eggs that uh, that goop or whatever? Sold? Didn't they? Didn't they mention that in the uh, mall rats? Mall rats. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. this dork man at orange rock like the rest of his body. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, you know, it'd have to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. I... Oh. Yeah, but anywho, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, me, I'm a, a huge X Men fan, so yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for, yeah, I think all I that. Think that will, I think when that when they when they incorporate the X Men, when they incorporate Fantastic Four, and bring kind of all the properties, you know, back in, like into it, it's going to make it that much better. Because I think I think the big problem is that people are just sort of kind of burn out on Avengers and don't get me wrong like I said I still love watching them I you know I, I've seen pretty I don't think there has been one that I have not seen in the theater uh yeah so uh but yeah and I'd say keep making them I don't even what is even next is it Marvel's uh and that the, the, is as far as movies go um Marvel's is coming out I'm not sure. We used to keep better track of it. And... Yeah. Well, I know like the next <laughs> show is going to be Secret Wars, which is like coming out. That's yeah. coming soon. Uh, not Secret Wars. Uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, as I said, I mean, like 
it was fun. It it's a fun movie. Uh, there's some good. There's some good one line. I mean, it's Paul Rudd. He's he's yeah. You know, he's devilishly charming. You know, drinks um, Heineken zero alcohol. Yeah. Why? I don't, why? I know why anybody would ever want to do that? But you know, because <laughs> Hank has a rule: no shrinking and drinking. Hank, who beats his wife, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a scroll. No, actually, that was well. I forget. But only it was a scroll. It was like they were trying to say, "Oh, the pin particles that he used were unstable," and they made him do that. That was well. The that's retcon. that's what they said for a while. But then during Secret Invasion, they kind of hinted that that may have been the time, or maybe mm-hmm. just after that is when he got replaced, or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the what the implication yeah. was. But a wife beating scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, woman. <laughs> Shut up, woman, or I will vaporize you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, with uh, Marvel Unlimited, I've gone back and read all the old Avengers. Yeah. Um, and, like, the old X-Men stories are definitely better than the old Avengers stories, yeah. in my opinion. Um, well, it wasn't because... really until, like, was it was it Kurt Busiek that took over that started making Avengers good? And then well, eventually it kind of gets in the hand. Well, Bendis is really the one that turned it around. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you in the 2000s, that's when they had this sort of big revival of. Yeah, because was, it was Avengers. Dis, it was essentially Avengers disassembled. Yeah. Which kind of. Before that, yeah. you know, the Avengers were always second fiddle to X-Men. Yeah. Even though they were supposed to be like. Oh, the big this team. is the t- yeah. This is the big yes. one. This yeah. is the flagship team, but they were never as popular yeah. as the X Men, um, yeah. except for people that liked them. Well, it was it was because they were supposed to be like the whole point, like they were the rock stars, and that well, well that was kind of they were supposed to be like the the rock stars of the of the uh, of the Marvel universe, and yeah, because I think it was it was music in like the mid to late nineties that kind of yeah they they had a big Kurt surge music. in the nineties yeah uh, yeah Kurt Busiek. Kind and, and that's of kind good. of you've got you've got the original team obviously, but then the '90s yeah. team is kind of the one that everybody thinks of as the Avengers, like the Wonder Man. And yeah, Vision. which is weird because he even in the '90s he was still wearing the leisure suits, which is kind of weird. Wonder Man was well, sort of, you know, for a while. Yeah, um, but he had but, like that weird, the one with like the X on it, the. Yeah, but but sometimes yeah. they would still wear show him wearing the leisure suit, and it's like, why is he still wearing? <laughs> yeah, it's not in style anymore. Um, well, yeah, you'd have like yeah, you'd have people like like Thor was still like Thor cap, um, Iron Man, then Scar- and Scarlet Witch, and then Wonder yeah. Man and Vision were kind of like the yeah, and then there was always Hawk Guy. Why is he wearing Hawk. those weird clothes? Hawk guy or hawk hawk guy or hawkeye? <laughs> it's hawkeye, but I always say hawk guy. guy. Yeah. Well, it was every time I hear hawk girl in uh in DC I was like, ooh, hot girl. Yeah. <laughs> um but, anyway, uh, but yeah, but it really yeah, it was really it was Bendis's disassembled that he did, which really kind of Basically, he was like, "All right, we're gonna like he killed like that's when he he even like killed uh, off oh, spoilers." Well, I mean, oh wow, I'm spoiling a freaking comic book that's been out for twenty years, twenty five years. Yeah, read a book, people. Uh, <laughs> but, 
but yeah, like I remember, yeah, that that's because that was the whole thing of like the Scarlet Witch. She kills off uh, Jack of how was it? Jack of Hearts was that his name or Jack of uh, yeah, it's Jack Hearts. of Hearts. Like yeah, yeah, Jack of Hearts gets killed off, um, and that and that kills off Scotland. Scott Lang dies in that, but then of course is brought back because it's comic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Vision. Same thing. Yeah, and, and Hawkeye and Vision, they all Hawkeye. get sky. Yeah, like because there's a, the thing that sacrificed, and and that was how he started New Avengers, which was basically kind of what made Avengers the most popular. Yeah, well, uh, and because why? Because you finally bring in Spider Man and Wolverine, Wolverine, Spider Woman, um, uh, Luke then Cage. Also, yeah, like, yeah, Luke Cage. Um, and God, who else? Well, then the, cent- the century. Uh, you know, it was just kind of like they were trying to basically. Well, they, well that was the idea. What's, of... what's funny now is the century is such a lame character because it's like they only bring him in when they want to show how powerful the villain is. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like, oh, the century. He's gonna really mop the floor with him now, and then he always gets killed. Yeah, and and <laughs> oh my God, this villain Man, is so century. powerful. Yeah, and it's like. And they do that every time. They did it with, um, uh, what was it, Siege? Um, yeah, well, in that one, like the whole thing was he was the bad guy, though. And that... well, right, but uh, but then with uh, uh, the, the one that just happened, um, Man, I'm so fucking out of touch right now. <laughs> oh, well, the so the symbiotes have this god named Null. Mm-hmm. And he came to Earth and everything, and then um, they brought the Century in, and then he just kills him in like two seconds. It's like, oh no, we're screwed. <laughs> and uh, and then of course they find a way to beat him. And, oh, there's always a way. Yeah, but but that's how I mean, you know, this character well, um, Caleb, uh, life always finds a way. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. well I, was, oh, I was doing. More. I know you were doing. I know you were doing Ian Malcolm, but. Yeah. Um, he always leads into old, old Imagine, uh, oh, wouldn't it have been great if uh, he had been playing Ian Malcolm? <laughs> He's like, you've you wield it like a like a child wields his father's gun. <laughs> they were too busy wondering if they could. Oh dear Lord! Rather than go if faster, they must should. go faster. <laughs> must um, go faster. <laughs> but anyway, but I but I digress. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. anyway, that's uh, that's that story. Yeah. Um, we better get to the Last of Us before yeah. we run out of time, because we got we because we do have a rather large in memoriam since we dedicated the last one to. Uh, a farewell to a friend um but yeah so you're all caught up with the last of us yeah um so this was and you know it's funny with the game you know you you spend a lot more time on each section with the show it feels like oh man we're almost done well, and it's, um, a, lot, and a lot of times too with gameplay, you can get away with that because it's well, I know, and they, and they say yeah. that you know, but it's like it, it's just kind of speeding through, and it's it's that 
moment of like, well, I don't want it to go this fast. Oh, this was, I feel like this episode was longer than an hour. I think it was, I feel like it was like an hour 15 or an hour and a half, wasn't yeah, it? This last one? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Um, <laughs> but they kind of fast forward. Great job. <laughs> but I didn't pay attention to how long it was. I just watched the show. I don't sit there yeah. and go, okay, now we're at minute. 14. Well, because I always I, I always look at it because I'm like because I keep thinking like knowing where they are in the story and being like yeah they got a lot of ground to cover and I think no and this was like an extended episode yeah if I recall yeah. yeah so if you've played the game they go to the dam um and get bombarded by these people and like unknowingly raiders, yeah. unknowingly it's it's uh his brother and yeah, his, uh, Tommy and, and Tommy and his his crew. Yeah. Um and so then they go from there to Eastern Colorado yeah. Eastern University or whatever, which is yeah. basically well and that and that's kind of the picture it's, it's in, Colorado in the, State. Uh, in the in the game you never at least in the first game, you never actually go to the to the place they're held up. They talk about it, but you never actually go there. It's in the well, second hold game on, you go back. get to see that. No, go mm-hmm. back because the audio for me was like you it oh. it kept repeating like a broken record. So what did you say? Okay. You um, so in the in the first game, you never actually go to that town. You 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 go to the dam and they talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't ever yeah. a, until the end. Yeah. You find and then like and then, and then in the uh, and in the second one, you know that's that's basically where you right. start. Um, So it was kind of interesting for them to actually show that, like, go ahead and show that. And then like, they sort of, yeah, you know, that you see that, right. Cause you, cause what happens is you go to the Colorado state, but it's Colorado Eastern university. And then, and then it was, it's an interesting choice though, to show them that city because it gives them, it actually gives them something to fight. You you see that they have something to come back to. Right. And they even they even make that line where he says like you'll always have a home here, and he goes I forget exactly what he says, but it was like something of like probably or hopefully or something. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, or you better bet your ass we would. Yeah, it was something like that, which implies <laughs> that yeah, I'm definitely whenever we're not we're done, yeah. we're coming back here. Essentially, is what he was implying. Um, well, what he should have said, well, we ain't going back to Boston. <laughs> Oh, I guess he's not a drop kick Murphy fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I I just thought, you know, uh just now I I wonder they keep talking about, oh, I don't know if the Last of Us 3 is going to happen now and all that. With these types of stories, I know they want to kind of keep them concise and like let them stand on their own and not not let it become this huge big thing like kind of like walking dead did yeah um but i want to know i want to see other places you know like like, almost like a spinoff you you think well yeah i mean like you know kind of like what the walking dead (laughs) well kind of you always want to see more like what's going on this is america what's going on in europe what's going on in Australia, you know, what's going on in Canada? Um, well, we know what's going on in Jakarta, wherever the hell it was that they were the, the place in Indonesia or wherever it was they were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where it started. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, here's what you do you bend over and take it in the ass because mm-hmm. you're dead. Everybody. Yeah. 
We're all dead. <laughs> Everybody's dead. <laughs> anyway, um, oh. yeah, the Raiders, and they they really sped through that part too. Yeah. Well, and I, I listened to like um, yeah, I listened to the pot, listened to the podcast, and then also something that I saw on there was a uh, like a lot of times I don't know if you watch Watch Mojo at all on YouTube, uh, but they do like a thing of like. They'll, they will do episodes after the show airs and they're like, oh, things that you like, uh, things that you might have missed that are kind of comparisons to the game. Oh, sorry, burping up here. <clears throat> uh, things that you may have missed that were like references to the game. And something they point out is well, like one, I mean, I want to, I think it's, 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 an, it's an issue of pacing. Uh, right. of like all right we got it we got to get them you know we got to get them out because you know playing a doing gameplay like you were saying you know is not the same as like when you're watching something you got to keep that you kind of got to keep the ball rolling yeah. but, see, uh, but the the other thing was when they talked about that scene was how you know he falls on the rebar you know, he falls off of the the balcony and onto the rebar walking dead unfortunately <laughs> already did that <laughs> like which they more than likely stole from the game um, because they did that with Rick where he lands on rebar and has to like pull himself up off of it. And so, uh, well, and, and I know that, um, when they were talking about it on the, uh, on the podcast, the last of the official last of us podcast, Druckmann, and I always forget the, the Chernobyl guy, Mason. Craig yeah. Mason. uh, yeah, Mason, uh, talked about how it just seemed like, you know, the injury, I mean, it's still a severe injury, but it's like, it's one that, like, like you know, in, in, in with, with 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 resources that they would probably have, being stabbed with a broken baseball bat is probably going to be a lot easier than like, oh, I've been impaled and I have a hole on both sides of my body. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's more but, of just like a little more logic but to it. What of of what I'm missing though is like, yeah. obviously, you can't do all the gameplay and the puzzles, yeah. but it seems like this show they're they're really kind of skipping over the clickers and the and the bloaters and you know it's like we've seen them twice now maybe yeah and the rest of it has been a lot more story backstory and all that kind of stuff but i i feel like we're missing some of the suspense of them running into issues well, and like, I think a big problem too is like you can really, I mean, a game you can do that multiple times in a show, like, because they've done it, they've done it once. Like, they've done it, like, you know, they've done like the thing where like they explain, okay, we got to be quiet, you know, right. that, or they'll hear us. Um, the first time in the museum. Yes. Where- yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then the second, you know, then, then we see the bloater. So it's just like, I think a big thing is like they don't want to overdo it. And I mean, and we still yeah. have, we still have what, well, we're, we definitely know that in this next episode, because it's going to be about Riley and Ellie. And we, and if you play the game or, or, or play like the, uh, what's that, what's the term for uh, additional content? Um, Downloadable content. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the DLC, as the kids say, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if you, if you play the DLC to that, uh, you know that, oh, they're going to run into some clickers and, yep. and, and runners or whatever they call them. Um, because I mean that's that's essentially what loaders, I mean, stalkers, shamblers, ramblers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean. It's pretty easy to figure out whenever Ellie. I mean, even even not having seen it, like when Ellie 
tells you know the, the first time when Ellie had to shoot the guy and Jill says, I'm sorry you had basically says, I'm sorry you had to do that. And she says it wasn't the first time I had to do that. So you can you can put the dots together that and, and you can put the dots together that oh Riley's not around. Clearly that's who she had to do that to. Right. Um also this was something that I thought of and they kind of con- they sort of confirmed it on the podcast. Uh let me see. I have to look it up because I have to remember her name. Uh, Last of Us, L A S of Us, U S Part Two. <clears throat> oh, come on! Where is it? Uh, so, uh, you remember there's this there's the thing when they're eating in the in the cafeteria or whatever, and there's that girl that's staring at L A. and she goes, yeah, "What? That was, yeah. That's Dana." Yeah. Dina. <laughs> Dina. What's that? Dina. Dina, yeah. Yeah. It's Dina because the second game they um she, so she that refers was... to like the, the first time she ever saw her and they yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things I thought to myself as I was watching, I was like, I wonder if that's Dina. And they sort of con- they didn't they didn't come out and say it, but they sort of confirmed I, it on the podcast. Yep, there's Dina. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see if that play, like how that plays out. Um, I, remember, I remember talking about this with somebody who goes, uh, so you know, who kind of knew some about it. Like you know, they're like, so uh, does this mean that only Ellie and her children will, it, will ever be immune to uh, this? And I was like, oh man, Ellie and her children. How do I tell this to you? <laughs> <laughs> I was probably unless it's like through turkey baster. I don't think Ellie's gonna have any children. <laughs> well, but as you know, in the second game, Dina. But well, it's Dina's kid with um. Oh God, what's the Jesse? Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, it's like because yeah. they were in a relationship, and that was you know their kid. Yeah, but it wasn't. But not. But it's not going to be somebody who's immune. They're not going to have the immunity. Either. Well, right. And but even so, I that's not a guarantee that heredity. Exactly. Well, that's the and that's the whole thing with uh, the thing with Henry, uh, where she, you know, where she gets disappointed because that wasn't in the that wasn't even in the game of her like putting her blood on his wound because he yeah. kept it a secret. Yeah. You know. Um, well, no, she she knew in the game too, didn't she? I don't think so. No, because I think what happens is like she they have the talk where like and he, he I asked think maybe he her about being a monster, but maybe Yeah, he a, he asks for that and I think she says, Well, you know, whatever, and then she leaves and then when she leaves you see him lift up his yeah. leg or you yeah. know, lift up his the cuff of his pants and you see he's been bitten and he'll but, like, oh, but no. it was the same like he was just kind of sit standing in the corner and she yeah. like, yeah, Henry and then he turns around and goes Wah! Yeah. But yeah, she didn't try she actually tries to cure him. Yeah. In the show. Like that was kind of like the, the thing that Yeah, they, well, and I like what Joel said too. He's like it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do some uh yeah, stuff. Well, and it's and I do like how you they are kind of showing how Joel is finally, you know, his his exterior, he's letting his guard. Well, and that's the whole thing of why he has the panic attacks. Right. It's because he's starting to care about her. Like before, yeah. it's like, no, I don't I'm a, I'm a loner, I don't care about anything. But yeah, now and the, the fact that he's actually worried that he can't protect that's the whole point of why he's trying to get Tommy to do it, even mm-hmm. though it's like, you know, and you know, it's one of those things of like, but he doesn't know that Tommy's just a side character and he's not yeah. a fable. 
Yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> see, he's an NPC, and Joel doesn't know that. <laughs> he doesn't know it. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but no, and it's uh, so it's just really interesting, especially. And then, then you see like that moment where he sees the woman, and he thinks about his daughter. He thinks about Sarah because that girl, like you know, that girl. I think I think at first it actually is. Um, why can't I think of T- Tandy Newton's daughter's name? uh baby newton baby newton <laughs> but i think baby i think newton. it is it is that actress's name who escapes me right now uh and then when they show her from po- profile they switched it because she's list i believe she's listed in the credits uh, and then when she turns it's a different act it's a it's a different actress why would they do that like, huh well why would they hire have her just be the back of her head and then have a different actress <clears throat> because that's the reveal of and also hey People well, gotta get paid. I would just have that actress have the back of her head, and then she turns, and it's that actress, not because the they, original. Because they decided they did not want to do that because it's not really her. Right, but <laughs> like, now you're paying two actors. Yeah, well, they got HBO money. They can do whatever they want, Caleb. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what would be funny if they, if they made like, it? People. It seems like the back of the head is not, like, I'm not going to go, oh. That's the actual actor's back of her head until she turns. You know, Caleb, if the if they mated people looked more like real people, it'd be funnier. Yeah. It was true. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Point is, he has like you know, he's he has this moment where he sees this person who looks like who he's envisioning as his daughter, and he sees that oh, she has her own daughter, and it's just kind of like that thing of oh, you know what? what? You're wrong. Hmm? You're wrong. Nah. They because the the person who turns and you see her profile, that is the back of her head. Mm. It's not the two different actresses. Oh, it definitely is. Because he flashes back to her, and that's why she's in the credits because oh, you wow. face when he's having one of his panic attacks. So it's the back of her head. Awesome. Uh, no. If they made it, you're wrong. Funny if they looked real. Uh, Go back and watch the episode. They actually, I've seen it. Flashback. (laughs) I've seen it, Caleb. Didn't see it enough, but uh, but no, um, like always. But uh, but no, I mean, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, how many are we? We're three episodes away from the end of season Uh, one. I haven't been paying attention. I think it is. I think they're. I think we're through it because we have the Riley one. Uh, you know the Riley and Ellie one, and they'll probably also like show Joel. like oh how she's like where she takes Joel, like, kind of like in the game where she takes Joel, which I think was was it like a shopping mall or something where they hold up while he's healing. Yeah, and that's what inspires the flashback. Yeah, because um, and yeah, then... so it'll probably that'll probably they'll probably be in a shopping mall and he heals, yeah. and then they'll go through that story. Oh, the and then the next one. And then yeah, the hospital, and then they'll wrap it up at the end in Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So there's so there's the there's the Riley one. Then the next one's gonna then the one after that's probably gonna be like the the cannibal people. And then yeah, then the next then the last one's gonna be, you know, the the epic climax with the fireflies. And then you know we'll all go to Jackson and mess her around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I still, I still think it's, it's, uh, you know, 
uh, a great adaptation. Uh, it's definitely the best, probably video game adaptation. Yeah, there's ever been best ever. I mean, yeah. obviously there was Street Fighter, but you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Who seven. wants to go home? And who wants to go with me, an American? Bison, bison. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm Gaia. In, I am American. <laughs> Hello, I'm Belgian American. I'm a Belgian American, eh? <laughs> um, uh, well, I guess it, um should move on because we probably have at least maybe like ten to fifteen minutes to where we can talk about uh, um yeah, you know, the people we need to pay homage to. Yeah. Um, three minutes. Well, I mean, we'll probably go more than that. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, we. <laughs> Did lose um, <clears throat> um, several people uh, because, like I said, uh, within the times that we recorded, because uh, we, you know, last week, as I said, we dedicated it to uh, to a good friend of mine who passed. Uh, so uh, there are, unfortunately, like I said, I, I, I don't think we'll be able to talk about all these people, but we can at least talk about a few of them here. Uh, pay homage, I guess. First on the list would probably I probably want to say was uh oh come on why is this sorry i'm trying to highlight this but my phone's being a little jerk select all right uh lisa loring uh passed away now if the name lisa loring does not sound familiar i guarantee you you know her work um are you familiar with who lisa loring was uh not by the name alone uh a specific day of the week Monday. Uh, well, she died on a Monday, unfortunately, but she was the original uh, Wednesday Adams. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she died on, this would have been the January the 28th um, of, uh, you know, uh, this this past, uh, past month. Um, and she was only 64 and passed away from a stroke. Um, I did notice that after she died, that video, like the 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 Wednesday dance, uh-huh. really became popular. Like where she's doing like the weird that kind of like tap dance where she's you know waving her arms around. Um, and also it's it's weird that it happened right on the heels of the show being massively popular. Yeah, and she was probably like be... I've been replaced. And... Well, like no, you know that like she probably would have had a role. Or like some sort of role in in that show, um, yeah. Uh, like for the next season, but unfortunately, yeah. we'll never know. Um, I know she was really big on the con circuit, because um, in fact, like the picture that like her her um, uh, IMDb profile pic clearly looks at like something like where she was at like a table. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, sixty four, not that old, and yeah. and also of a, a died of a stroke too, which is. Oh, that sucks. Um, next, uh, I will say is let's see here. Um, uh, why did, I hate how notes will just sometimes be blank whenever you try to open it, mm. and you have to close it. I don't have that problem. Open it again, and then <clears throat> uh, select cut. No, A B A B. Select start. Select. Copy. Uh, next on the list of uh, people who unfortunately left us, um, 
Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, she was 75 and she passed away due to, um, I guess it just says brief illness. Um, did you like for me, Laverne and Shirley was something that was on a lot just because like TBS or whatever shows would play it in syndication. Yeah. And before uh, Nick like, at night. Yeah. as long before, long before Nick at night. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like they would like be play this in the middle of the afternoon and you'd see like Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Yeah. Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. Lenny and Squiggy. Um, well, and, and, uh, you know, uh, um, why can't I think of the other lady? Uh, Penny Marshall, of course, was, yeah. was, uh, the, was Laverne, uh, right. to her Shirley and she passed away uh, a few years ago, like back in 2018. Um, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things like, like, you know, Cindy Williams is always very perky. Uh, she was in like American graffiti, which is essentially what led to her role in, um, uh, uh, Laverne Laverne and Shirley. um, a lot of people I don't think realize that she was very close to being princess Leia, but she was one of the original people who read for her. And it was, you know, even though, um, her, her and Lucas, Barbara Streisand. Well, George Lucas, <laughs> no, that well, the Barbara Streisand thing. Hobby, Hobby, Wan Kenobi, you're my only help. <clears throat> but no, the but she actually read. She actually read for Princess Leia, mm-hmm. even though like it was that thing. It was kind of controversial because uh, Lucas had said, "Oh, I don't want to have anybody I ever worked with in the past," which mm-hmm. you know, which is why why he was so adamant about originally not casting Harrison Ford, but he still let her read. And the thing is, though, like. I could like seeing how Carrie Fisher played it. I'm like, I can't really see perky Cindy Williams like smiling, going, um, you know, yeah. don't blow up Alderaan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and yeah, as I said, she was 75. Uh, she passed away on January 25th. Uh, so R.I.P. Cindy Williams. Um, let me see here. Uh, since we were just talking about The Last of Us, this is one that's kind of uh, poignant. Um, let's see here. Let me put it in there. Uh, Annie, uh, how do you say her name again? Wershing. Wershing. Annie Wershing, uh, who died on January 29th. Uh, she was only 45, and that's... that's the yeah, her, hers is kind of sad. Yeah, but she was the in in the video game she played Tess. Uh, she was the original Tess. Uh, she was also in um, Hulu's Runaways. Yeah, she's Hulu's Runaways. She was in Bosch. Uh, she was in uh, the Rookie. Um, uh, also, Twenty Four Revolution. She was a she did a lot of stuff. And yeah, I, uh, you know, only said she was only uh, forty five years old and passed away due to cancer. Um, and uh, it's really, you know, it's one of those things that's sad because you have all these people who are in the video game. And I don't know how long she had been fighting cancer, but it's like, uh, I don't think that she has, she's not listed as anybody who has uh, a cameo in Last of Us. Like, let me look at, let me just look really quick to see if it does say on here, on her, no, doesn't, yeah, on upcoming roles. So she may have been, may have been ill even when they were filming the show. Yeah. Um. Because pretty Probably. much, I mean, look at look at like, pretty much everybody else who plays a main character has a cameo. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's like I said, it's just really sad because considering what a hit Last of Us is now, and she was one of the people 
that uh, that really made it made it so. Um, this is one I want to talk about briefly, just because I remembered um, what he like who he was and what he because at first I was like I don't remember I don't remember this person, but let me uh, bring him up here. Um, where are you? Right. I, I am dibbed. And what's going on back there, Caleb? Is everything all right on your end? Hmm? Caleb. What? Everything all right on your end? What's going on over there? <laughs> Settling a fight. Oh, all right. They, they have something they want to say to you, though. Oh, yeah. Ow. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that thing you always want to say to Jeremiah? Every night you, when I'm putting you to bed, you always say, oh, by the way, if only I could tell Jeremiah that he's a massive duty head. <laughs> what? You say it all the time. No, I said that once when I was, like, little. <laughs> Well, once is, once is too many already. She says it all the time. Every night she says, thank you, God, for Daddy and Mommy and Nathan. And, no. and just somewhere, somebody tell Jeremiah that he's a giant duty head. Well, luckily, so that's why people have been calling me a giant duty head <laughs> for the last few years. <laughs> How dare you, Madeline? <laughs> She's got a worldwide network of... Uh, uh, mean Girls. Uh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now back to the dead celebrities. Reason Nathan's holding up a red bat right now. I don't know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That recall, if you recall anything. Oh, I remember. I wish we still had the video. Uh, <laughs> that's such joy right. he got from hitting me in the head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So back to the dead celebrities. Yeah. Um, Lance Kerwin is somebody who also passed away. He's another person that uh, possibly you may or may not know. Um, probably is there. There are two roles that he did that are probably his most well known. He was sort of a child actor. Uh, he was in in the original Salem's Lot. He played uh, Mark Petrie, who's sort of like the the kid survivor. But he was in a show, and this was kind of like I guess you could argue that this was one of his most important roles. Uh, it was a show called James at 15. Um, and it was sort of this, it was, it was a show that was really popular. It's first season. Um, that was sort of this kind of coming of age story about the, 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 you know, titular character, James played by Lance Kerwin. Um, and just how he's sort of dealing with just different stuff in life. You know, how, how teen uh, kind of teenage angst and becoming going, like, you know, making the transition from, a uh, kid, a teenager, and surprisingly, when you look at the cast here, it had a lot of people. So, Kim Richards, who's you know uh, one of the uh, I think Real Housewives or whatever, but uh, also had um, where was it? Uh, Rosanna Arquette was in it. Deborah Winger was in was in it. Uh, M uh, Emmett Walsh, uh, Michael Bean, and Eric Stoltz. It was like. It was sort of one of those programs that, and it was this was back in 1978. Uh, it was one of those shows that were, you know, a lot of kind of young young actors who were who then became big in the 80s. Like this was like 
they're this was sort of like their jumping off point. Um, they're thirty something. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was called James. Like I said, it was James at fifteen. And I think the whole thing was like eventually he loses his virginity and they changed it to James at sixteen. But that was the whole thing that kind of killed the show whenever that happened. Um, unfortunately, he was also a guy who had a lot of demons. Like whenever he was like in the late eighty, you know, he he kind of fell on that thing that a lot of child stars do. Like for he got into drugs. Like it, there's even a thing where apparently in eighty nine he was arrested for pos- possession of crack. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he, he died on January 24th, uh, and he was 62 years old, says undisclosed, but you know, I mean, like I said, he probably, he had a lot of demons, so I'm assuming that they caught up with him. They could have done, you know, know, a lot of times that, that stuff kind of messes with you internally. Uh Um, but yeah, so RIP Lance Kerwin. Um, who else is on the list here? Oh, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. <laughs> the world. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, is love sweet. I'll love. edit that out. No, not just for some, but for <laughs> everyone. Uh, but yeah, Bert Bacharach, uh, famous composer. Um, you know, uh, did uh, you know, did stuff for Butch Cassie and Sundance Kid, uh, Arthur, and of <laughs> course, I think for people like you know our age, we know him from Austin Powers, International well, Man. Well, I knew him, I knew him from old stuff too. Oh, wow. he he was always uh, he was on everything. Yeah, but he was he was a pr- fairly prolific songwriter. Uh, <laughs> been around since the you know like like early sixties. Um, he was ninety four years old, so. Good Lord, lived a great life uh, and died of natural causes. Um, married to the same woman for uh, 30 years, almost. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, married to her from 93 to two. What a hellish existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, so R.I.P. Burt Bacharach. Uh, what are we at here? Who is this? I might be, like I said, this, this might be the point where I'm kind of unfortunately have to be that guy and skip judicious. some these, yeah kind of skip some of these people because i'm trying to remember who this person was let's see here let's see still the wrong song <laughs> oh uh so uh uh charles i believe Kilborn is his name uh k or kimborn uh because b b o or excuse me b r o u g that's born right B O R U G, yeah. B Bo Rug, Kimbrog, Kimbro, Kimbrog. Okay, oh yeah, probably. All right, that must be it. Charles Kimbrog, Kimbrog. Well, anyhow, he was on a little show called Murphy Brown. Uh, he was the uh, he played the um, uh, the the main like the the uh, what do you call it. The Dan Rather type guy. Um, I can't think of that. What do you call those people? Anchor. Yes, he played like the the <laughs> new the, man. The anchor. Yeah, like the anchor guy. Uh, anchor man. The anchor man <laughs> uh, for, for the new and the and Murphy Brown. He was there's always a guy who would always kind of talk like this or whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, he was in. But yeah, that's probably his most well known role. He was also in. Um, uh, the wedding planner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, uh, did a lot of voiceover work. work. He was in the Zeta Project, uh, that show Recess. 
that kid land before time batman beyond angry two angry beavers um and uh also i uh, saw something here hunchback of notre dame he was in that um and he died back and this is actually the the 11th of january he died uh, he was 86 um the uh you know de- cause of death is undisclosed of course notre dame yes not notre dame yes nostradamus <laughs> not, um not notre dame yeah mr mr i like that notre dame <laughs> that's, and that's uh patty from uh uh can't even think about that or uh, uh patty mayonnaise from doug uh, yeah but anyhow uh but anyways uh, charles how, how do we say his name was <laughs> uh it was like kimbro or kimbro yeah there we go. charles kimbro uh 86 years old uh died of possibly natural causes undisclosed but uh had a pretty good you know like i said he was he did a lot it was you know he had a very prolific voice career and you know was on one of the most popular shows ever written or ever ever aired and he came back for the he, uh you know came back when whenever they brought it back in 2018 he came back for it um so r.i.p charles kimbrough um let's see where is my list where's my list up oh, and here's one i know you're gonna this is one where you're gonna you're gonna feel sad. Um, uh, you you were a fan of uh, the or of a Christmas story, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know of where course. I'm going. Of course, um, and I'm assuming probably also uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and uh-huh. Harry and the Hendersons. Uh-huh. Uh, Melinda Dillon. Uh, passed away at 83. Uh, this is back in January uh, the 9th. Um, she, let's see if it says here, uh, was undisclosed, but I'm assuming she was not in great health because uh, a lot of people, you know, whenever that knew... Um, well, she was like the only one that did come back. That didn't come back. Right. Yeah. That's what I said. Didn't come back. It sounded like you said did come back. I'm like, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah and because yeah she was replaced by julie haggerty yeah um, which did not work but you yeah. know they did and i like i like julie haggerty i'm an airplane fan yeah but... we've talked about it but yeah. yeah she just wasn't the same yeah um and uh and yeah melinda <laughs> dillon like i said uh she was i think like she was kind of like the typical mom like, she played like the great american like, especially like sort of like midwestern mom because she even that's a role she would come back to play in harry and the henderson's as well i mean she's basically sort of playing although i guess that one's technically pacific northwest mom as opposed to the midwest yeah they, they, they're totally different moms there yeah but uh it looks like her last job was in 2007 kind of looks like well she may have even just decided that she wanted to retire she was what 83 83 years old yeah um yeah and then also she was in magnolia i always forget that she's in that she plays um uh god what's his face the guy who was in like every um tom cruise no 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 <laughs> uh she's in ev- or he's in every one of um paul thomas anderson's movies except not new oh, uh phil uh phil baker hall or philip baker hall she plays his wife uh in that and the whole thing of like oh questions whether or not he actually molested their daughter or not you know because it's kind of the implication um, although I think I think they actually do more than imply it eventually, <laughs> but but no, she had a very prolific career. She um, what was that one that uh, she was with? Um, 
Paul Newman. Oh, that is that's I believe was Slapshot. And okay. if you really have a hankering to see Melinda Dillon topless, see Slapshot. <laughs> so. But uh, but no, seriously, uh, R.I.P. Melinda Dillon. Um, and then, well, she was all, all I should say before also great in Close Encounters of the Third Kind because you know she and you, you really see her and um. I can't think of his name. Okay, Richard, Richard, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, like the whole. I was in Jaws. The idea of two of like these people who become obsessed with you know the aliens and like and like their their encounters with them and how they how they close deal with encounters. It. Yeah, their close encounters. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, so R.I.P. Melinda Dillon. I'm gonna. Okay, this one I that's one I am unfortunately gonna skip. I, I, I apologize. Yeah um so this one was a little more recent uh uh richard belzer uh if you were a yeah. uh, dick wolf fan chung, chung. yeah <laughs> but if you were if you were a dick wolf fan and like like homicide life on the street and law and order um you would recognize him he was uh john uh, Mun- uh munch m-u-n-c-h yeah munch so, yeah it was john munch Lunch he lunch. was sort of like the the wisecracking detective in that in the Dick Wolf verse, um, but he was. Would you, would a, you call him sardonic? Sardonic, uh, yeah, I guess so. He'd probably be sardonic, sardonicus. Um, but uh, but no, he was a uh, you know, he's a stand-up comedian first and foremost. Uh, he's also he's got some really good film roles and stuff like uh, like he was in uh, Scarface uh, he was also in uh, something I always love was the the night shift with uh, it's like him Henry Winkler and um, uh, my, Michael, one of Michael Keaton's first roles where he plays like a I forget like they're supposed to be hitman or if they're if they were competing pimps but there's a thing like I know like he tries to essentially he tries to kill Henry Winkler Um and then uh, he was also in a movie which was like had like an all star of stand ups called The Wrong Guys. Do you remember that one? Um, yeah, it had uh, him. It's like where they're Boy Scouts, like they're grown and they're Boy Scouts. They got lost and then they decide they want to go do the, the the. It had because it, it was him. It was um, Richard Lewis, uh, uh, Louis Anderson, what? and Tim Thomerson. Remember? <clears throat> yeah. And and John Goodman's trying to kill them. That's a good one uh, with him. Uh, most famously, though, uh, he I forget if it was for the Tonight Show or it was some talk show that he was either guest hosting or host. Like I forget if he was hosting or guest hosting. He had Mr. T and um, Hulk Hogan on there, and this is around the time when Vince McMahon basically told anybody if anyone ever says wrestling is fake, uh, you need to hurt them. I want you to hurt him on camera. And evidently, uh, the Hulkster, and I think actually faced uh, faced a lawsuit from this. Uh, Richard Belzer may have been like making a wisecrack about how, well, you know, it's, it's not like it's real or something. He's like, oh, come here, I'll show you. And so he puts him in this sort of upside down uh, headlock, like sleeper hold. And apparently it caused Richard Bell, and, I, and you, can, you can look it up on YouTube. And there's one where Richard Belzer basically just describes what happens. And he talks about how there's a certain point where he's just like, yep, at that point he choked me out and I lost consciousness. And then Hulk Hogan just lets him go and he hits the back of his head on the ground. 
and needed to have stitches. And then you know, Hulk Hogan's like trying, like kind of like, you know, like slapping his face, trying to wave. Was like, hey man, come on, wake up! And then he's like, and we're going to break. And then after that, it's like you don't see Hulk Hogan or Mister T there anymore because they were probably asked to leave. Uh. But yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, it just kind of shows you, kind of tells you a little something about Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> but, uh, brother. Uh, but yeah, he was only seventy-eight. Uh, Chris Grant, it looked like he's one of those guys that you know probably smoked like a chimney. Yeah, um, he always looked. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that old, but at the same time, he always looked that old. Yeah, well, and he like, <laughs> uh, he was one of those guys. I think smoking was also a part of his routine, you know. Yeah, uh, it says says undisclosed, but this was this was fairly recently. Like I said this was back on the nineteenth uh, when he passed away. Um, and like I said, it's it's undiagnosed, uh, but uh, apparently he died in France, which is hmm, I'm wondering why he was there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who am I to judge? But R.I.P. Richard Belzer. Um, you will be missed. Uh, so the next one here, let me, I'm going to, these, these ones were two like sort of like, uh, sex symbols of the, of like the sixties through even probably the eighties. Uh, and, um, we'll start with, uh, this, 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 uh, uh, classy lady first here. Um, uh, come on. Why is it thinking? Uh, actress Stella Stevens, uh, passed away, uh, on the 17th. Uh, she was 84 years old. Uh, she was in the Poseidon Adventure, the original Nutty Professor. Um, and then even like kind of, I think she kind of did some like exploitation stuff in the 70s and 80s. Um, but yeah, like where she was always, you know, kind of like she was one of those, like, like I said, like sort of like sex pot type characters. Um and uh, where is it? Now I'm like looking through her filmography, and I'm seeing a lot of like in the '90s. She was in a lot of those um, uh, Cinemax, uh, you know, skin like the the Skinemax movies. Because uh-huh. like I said, she was, and she got her start. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, actress. Um, scroll, scroll. Uh, back in 1959, she was in a movie called uh, Say One For Me, whatever that is. Um, but no, she had worked on stuff like um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, uh, Bonanza, uh, Riverboat, um, and uh, uh, let's see here, scrolling. Uh, pull the rope, Bonanza. <laughs> gonna go kill some kids bonanza <laughs> um but yeah so like i said then in the, in the 70s she really kind of like you know she was in uh the poseidon adventure and then kind of started doing uh whenever whenever it became popular uh, well wonder woman uh but then like kind of fell in with the whole um uh whatchamacallit the the exploitation movie crowd stuff so uh, but no, like she was always kind of looked at like as a very like sort of like sex symbol, sex pot type character. Uh, you know, she was blonde haired, blue eyed, statuesque, you know. So I did a lot of westerns. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, she her last job was in 2010, she was in uh, Megaconda. 
So I'm sure that was a masterpiece. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, she. Let's see. It says uh, she. Um, oh, this, that, that she was 84 and unfortunately uh, died as a result of Alzheimer's disease. Um, but yeah, like I said, she was a you know like one of those one of those people like like she was she, she was kind of like a contemporary with Marilyn Monroe unfortunately did not find the same success as like say her or jane mansfield did but she was definitely one of those one of those gals that was right there with them and from and from yazoo city uh mississippi say that three times fast so r.i.p that's stevens you're a laugh riot um and now this one brings this uh, to our to our final one here, and this is one that like you know like I uh, I the minute I heard about this, I immediately thought of Seinfeld. I think you did too. Um, uh, so let's see. Let me. So and this was uh, the fifteenth. Um, Raquel Welch passed away uh, at the age of eighty two, um, and once again, she was another one of those sort of. Although I feel like she was in a league of her own. Like she really, cause she was the complete opposite of Marilyn Monroe and that she was darker. She had like a, she was a darker complexion, had brown eyes and brunette hair, but also very, very voluptuous, very, um, very sort of like sex pot as well. Um, like saying, and, what's up? <laughs> you just say that word in a very certain way. Sex pot. Sex pot. Sex pot. <laughs> um but no she uh she was in a lot like uh, a lot of westerns she was in like a one that i always love was handy calder um when which it's sort of like the it was it was a revenge western actually i think it was really kind of the first of its time but it was a woman's revenge and it had it's like her like she essentially gets victimized by um Ernest Borgnine, Jack Elam and uh god who was that other guy who was another one of the character actor that was in all those movies uh Struther Martin um and at her and Bob Colt or Robert Colt um and basically it was just like like you said it was something that you know in 197 or it was, it was 1971 you'd not really seen a lot of westerns that had a female lead as the hero yeah um and she, yeah, like she ends up, like she carried that movie. Uh, the other thing that she's probably best well known uh, for uh, is uh, Fantastic Voyage, mm-hmm. um, you know, in which she plays the <laughs> only woman. Then, <laughs> of course, I always like when they made the joke on uh, The Simpsons where, you know, the, when the white blood cells are crystallizing or whatever and they're they're eating her clothes off it's like well they know right where to stop <laughs> and uh but uh one of my favorite things let me see if i can find it here that she ever did was on seinfeld uh let me see where is it um let's see here raquel welch let's see here s seinfeld um but yeah, so to put this in context, um, in this episode, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kramer has to fire. Kramer gets through through whatever circumstances gets a Tony when he shouldn't have one, 
and the producers in order for him to keep the tony the producers tell him he has to fire raquel welch <laughs> because she doesn't move her arms when she tap dance or when she tap dances and so he does that and she beats the crap out of him and breaks his tony award uh and then later on she writes like, there's a similar story happening with elaine where she, or molly shannon's one of her co-workers and she doesn't move and she makes a comment about how like oh it's weird that she doesn't make her or doesn't move her arms whenever she walks and so everybody's being like wow cat fight <laughs> and molly shannon's like literally like threatening elaine like she's gonna beat her up and like do like bodily harm to her and elaine keeps trying to get people to listen to her but you know, like to the point where she even goes up to cops and they're all still going like Row. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then she just happens like somebody asked like one of the cops says okay well they, so then so then this happens like i'm, I'm assuming let's I'll, I'll let the let the clip speak for itself so like when she's she's on the street showing these cops you know how molly shannon walks so that they can get an understanding and unfortunately she's also it just happens to be when raquel welsh is walking by i don't move my arms when i dance that's my signature would you just keep an eye out for this woman she's about i don't know yay high and uh she doesn't swing her arms when she walks like this <laughs> What the hell is that? Are you making fun of my dancing? Aren't you Raquel Welch? You know who I am. Now what are you doing? Uh, nothing. I just wasn't moving my arms. <laughs> That's it. You're going down. Catfight. <laughs> Catfight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, ooh, a cat fight with Raquel Welch. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and so that's why, like, immediately when I heard she passed away, I thought of Seinfeld, and like, because that's one of my, that is probably one of my all-time favorite Seinfeld clips, <laughs> a cat fight with Raquel Welch, <laughs> well. that lady's a menace, <laughs> so R.I.P. Raquel Welch, and apparently it just says it was over a short illness, so. Uh, and yeah, she was only, uh, I think 82. Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 82 years old, which man, she's been around cause I, she's been around so long. I would have figured she would have been older, but no, I know. Well, and she's one of those ones that kind of probably already thought had died. Yeah. Like grumpy. Well, old. It's cause it's her. And I always feel like, I, well, well, like the other person I would say like to compare with the, she, the, 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 the person that kind of like fell in the same category as her was Sophia Loren yeah. who is still alive and who is like who as I want to say closer to 90 um but yeah like because those were like the two they like I said they were like kind of like the almost like olive olive skinned dark you know uh but the, with the darker brown eyes and the and the brunette hair and like they kind of were sort of like the the alternative to like you know you've, you've got your Marilyn Monroe's your Jane Mansfield's and your your Stella Stevens and um oh god i'm trying to think of that one um who was in slackers um mimi van dorn um and they were you know honestly like i think they were in, in retrospect looking back to them like i definitely feel that raquel welsh and um sophia loren were much more attractive <laughs> of course granted i'm a blonde-haired blue-eyed guy myself so you know i yeah. see that all the time uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, R.I.P. Miss Raquel Welsh. You will definitely be missed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is, I believe that is the show, unless... That was an hour and a half, so... Well, we had, you know, we did have a lot of people we, we skipped, did. you know. So we had we had we had some people we had to pay our respects to and make up for. So yeah, and, and we had a good convo of. I thought we had a really good conversation of comics and Last of Us. Yeah, and the way things have been going, this should post sometime in March. So yeah, well, it's March show. Oh, uh, March, just <laughs> like in pinball. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, technically March is next week, so it's not like it's a huge gap. I know. The, the I, I can't edit fast enough because of my job. Well, just do it while you're at your job, <laughs> while you're waiting. Um, but uh, but anywho, um, is there anything you wanted to say before we sign off? No. All right. Well, um, I no. guess for those of you listening, uh, once again, I want to thank you and Caleb. I'm sure, sir, 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 I'm sure you would thank them as well. Um, we'll thank them. <laughs> oh, very grateful. Very, very grateful, this guy. Okay. Um, but uh, but once, as I said once again, thank you for listening. And remember, if you like what it is that we do here, please remember to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share this podcast. I mean, well, Valentine's Day is already over, but sure there's like something coming up yeah ides of march is coming up yeah the, the daylight savings time your knives with caesar yeah at to brute mm-hmm. um but yeah uh saint patrick's day there we are yeah listen to this for that you know get get nice and hammered and pretend you're irish yeah. um, i really like the episode yeah. where they talked about the last of us <laughs> Potato, potato. Uh, is potato. Um, oh wait, no, that's Russian. Uh, but, it's not potato. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you next time, folks. Uh, do <laughs>